Thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, we talk to the one, the only Colton Pouncey of The Athletic, talking about Michigan State football and then dabbling a little bit into basketball as we start to morph into a Battle for Atlantis preview before the Spartans tip off, well, in Atlantis. All right, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day you wonderful Spartan fans are listening to this here podcast. And this year's podcast is the Lockdown Spartans Podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan, and thank you so much for joining us today and making us your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. We've got a fun show for you today as one of our favorite guys of all time, Colton Pouncey of The Athletic, joins to, yeah, chat some Michigan State football, and then as we go on, we uh, start talking a little bit of hoops, and of course, end the show with a Battle for Atlantis preview, talk about Loyola, we talk a little bit about the other seven teams, uh, duking it out in the in the wonderful ballroom, conference room, whatever it is that they play in down there in the Bahamas. Before getting to that, though, I want to make sure to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast Yes, this is a Locked on Spartans podcast, and if you have any questions ever, hit me up. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me with all your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, we actually get to a listener question with Colton here a little bit. And uh, yeah, before getting there, guys, just want to thank you one more time for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to our guy Colton Pouncey of The Athletic, shall we? This Thanksgiving week, we are bringing on someone that not I'm just thankful for, but someone that the listeners are always thankful to hear from. Yes, we are talking about the one, the only, not just football Michigan State beat reporter, but also basketball, too. We'll get into that at the end of today's chat. But yes, I'm talking about the one, the only, Colton Pouncey. Colton, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? I'm doing great. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, excited to get some food later this week, but uh, yeah, I can't complain. Oh, yeah, man. Here we go. Look at that. Vibes are already good. Um, and vibes are also good in East Lansing, kind of. What I'm talking about is award season. Uh, it has been announced that Kenneth Walker is a finalist for the Maxwell Award. That's the overall best college football player. And the Doak Walker Award, which is the best running back in the nation. I don't want to talk about either of those right now, Colton. I want to talk about the award everyone cares about, the Heisman Trophy. The chances to win it completely out the door right now unless he runs for 400 yards against Penn State however do you think he gets the New York City invite because I've noticed on the athletics Heisman straw poll he's now down to fifth overall in those standings do you think he's done enough to at least lock up a trip to New York City or what does he have to do this weekend to get that yeah that's 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 a good question I think his body of work overall this season should get him an invite to New York um I mean just what he's done this year behind an offensive line that came to the season with a lot of questions um Clearly, I think those, that unit has kind of improved over time, but a lot of that can be, you know, chalked up to Kenneth Walker and what he's done. And um, so I think when you look at his overall stats, like obviously the Ohio State game kind of knocked him off a little bit. He only got six carries, only one in the second half. He's kind of dealing with maybe an ankle injury or an injury of some sort. Mel Tucker yeah. said he's banged up. Um, so it, I think a lot of it will probably depend how he finishes in that Penn State game. But still, I mean, like when you look at what he's done, I, he's been incredible. He's been the best running back in the country, in my opinion one of the best players. I think he deserves an invite. I think the Michigan game with uh, 
Gus Johnson's call. Like, you can't yeah. not invite him to New York after that. No. That was such a huge moment. Like, it's going to be a letdown if that doesn't happen. So, I think he'll get there. Um, again, like you mentioned, I don't I don't know if he'll win it at this point. I don't think that's likely. Um, but yeah. if he was top three, top four, that's still a great accomplishment. You know, he'd probably be the first MSU player to get an invite since Lorenzo White, maybe. Um, it's yeah. been a while. So, just the, the – publicity that you would get from having a player there that's going to do wonders for your program and I think MSU is going to do everything it can to try to you know sway some opinion and kind of you know continue that K9 for Heisman hashtag as long as they can and and get him to New York ultimately and all things considered you know just on top of that injury do you expect to see him play on Saturday or any reason to believe that he won't play I think if he can go there you know he's going to play um you know he seems like a guy that's going to tough out any injury um, I think if that game were a little closer against Ohio State, I think he would probably still be in the game and okay. finish that off. I think they just realized, all right, we're down 49-0. We're probably not going to win this one. We need to win next week to kind of continue our New Year's Six hopes. So I think that was kind of the thought process there with him only getting one carry in the second half. I don't think it was injured to a point where, like, oh, no, he's, like, absolutely cannot play in the rest of this game. Um, so I would expect to see him out there Saturday against Penn State. Um and again, like that game, if he goes 140 yards, I think, you know, something like that, a touchdown or two, I think he's back in that conversation and gets the, the invite. Um, but also this is just a big game for Michigan State in general because, you know, there's a big difference between 10-2 and two and 9-3 and three in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't sound like much, but when you look at where the team is now, they're in that like 12 to 13 mold. Um, to make a New Year's Six, like you basically got to be, you know, top 12. And so if you lose this one, this game, that's two losses in a row to end the season you know, voters and, and things like that, you know, you're probably going to fall behind the pack a little bit, the CFP, you know, they have their own thought process there. Um, so you kind of have to win this like 10 and two, it's still regardless, like nine and three and 10 and two, it's a great season in the grand scheme of things for Michigan state, but to get that new year six invite, I would imagine they would have to win this one. And that's kind of where I wanted to go next here is, and this is maybe just depends who you are. You're a glass half full glass, half empty sort of person, but if they should, you know, lose this game, Again, I, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up to all listeners, but hey, hypothetically, they, they lose this game. What camp are you more in? The camp that finishing one and three and landing in the Citrus or Outback Bowl is a disappointment? Or are you more in the camp that, well, in the grand scheme of things, before the season, if you said nine and three, Citrus Bowl, Outback Bowl, that's an incredible year. Like, what what camp are, are you more into? The eh, It's kind of a disappointment or eh, it's kind of not that bad. This is a cop out, but I'm going to sit right on the fence here because I, I think it can. Though. I think it can be both because, yeah. again, if you tell someone in July that this team is going to win nine games, be nine and three, with a chance of ten and three, no matter what bowl you play in, you already qualified for that. So a ten win season is still likely. I was telling people that they were crazy for suggesting eight wins, and now I feel like yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like a bad right. person for saying that now. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like I think you know when you're winning games along the way, the ride's always fun. Like getting, you know, watching the climb up, that's always a good time. It's always fun. You get invested in and everything. Right. But I I do think that there would be some disappointment if they don't make a new year six, just given the way you start eight and oh, um, get to nine and one. Um, Ohio state's going to humble a lot of teams. I don't think you can really beat yourself too much up, up too much for that one. Um, But you know, this Penn state team, they are definitely beatable. It depends what Michigan state has out there. Like if Walker, doesn't seem like he's 100%, but if he can give them 80%, you know, that's good. The receivers, I don't know if Jalen Naylor's going to play. I don't know if Jaden Reed's going to play. You know, that's that makes a big difference. So I don't think it's like a gimme um, by any means. Um, so I think there would be a little bit of disappointment, but at the same time, it's like 
we weren't supposed to be here. And <laughs> I think that that that's something that might come later on the season. Like by January, people will be like, oh, wow, that was a, that was a really good season. Let's, I'm excited for what's next. But in the moment, I understand that there would be some disappointment by not making the year six at this point. And we keep chatting Michigan State football and then eventually basketball here with our guy Colton Pouncey in a hot second. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, guys. Prize picks, the leader in daily sports college fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might have never have ever even heard of. So, guys, you uh, download prize picks from the App Store or Google Play. You make a deposit, but not without using promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On, and that's going to get you a instant 100% deposit match for up to $100. So from there, you pick two to five players, pick the over/under on their projected stats, like I don't know, Kenneth Walker rushing yards and Trey Mosley receiving yards, or if you want to get nuts, Sean Clifford interceptions thrown. Yes, just you against the numbers. You're not going up against anyone else's team. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. That's right, guys. 10 times on any entry. Picks can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, guys, Prize Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code Locked On or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And before continuing our talk about the Michigan State Spartans with our guy Colton Pouncey, just want to thank you. For making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And just to go to this Saturday, and honestly, I kind of just want you to hold my hand and tell me everything's going to be okay. Uh, and by that, I mean, listen, like Reed and Naylor, if you want to take Trey Mosley's comments today that you kind of alluded to that they won't be here. Okay, let's just assume they're out. Uh, Kenneth Walker, like you said, is hurt maybe at 80%, could be lower, could be higher, who knows. Jared Horse is out. Matt Carrick's out. Crouch is hurt. Halliday plays with the club on his hand. Our secondary is hurt and also, quite frankly, just flat out kind of stinks. Our kicker has one leg. Colton, <laughs> I- I'm near tears, man. How how does this team get it done Saturday? I mean, please, please, please hold my hand and walk me down Win Boulevard right now, please. I mean, please. please? I don't know if I can. <laughs> oh, no! You, you kind of just said it all. It's like, and Mel Tucker kind of kind of alluded to this as well, like earlier this week um, at his press conference. He's like, look, I told the guys in preseason camp, you want I, I got some good news, I got some bad news. What do you want first? They said they wanted the, yeah. the bad news. He's like, well, no, I'm going to give you the good news first because he basically does the opposite of what they say every time he does that. Um, he's like, the good news is we have enough to get the job done. We have enough. I'm looking at this team. He's like, I've been in other places where I can kind of tell before the season or after what this, what this is going to look like, right? And – his takeaway was we have enough to, to surprise some people. We have enough to, you know, compete in more games than not. And I think that kind of fired some guys up. And then he, after that, he's like, all right, now here's the bad news. Our depth is just not where it needs to be. It's just not like plain and simple. And he's, he's going to be straight up with the guys and, you know, let them know. Oh, yeah. He's not one to mince words or anything like that. So I think part of that message was guys, we need our, our backups to prepare like starters. You know, we need, everyone invested in what we're doing. Um, we need that collective buy-in, not just from our starters, but from the walk-ons and the very last person at the end of the bench, right? And I think as we've seen a little bit, it's one thing to say that and try to get your guys ready to play, but when that depth is tested, you got to kind of see how guys perform. And I don't know if Ohio State is a good measuring stick for that because that could have happened whether every guy was healthy or not. 
um, just based on the way this team is set up and the passing defense and everything like that. But um, like, this is a key game. Like this is probably going to tell us, okay, well, you're going to give us an idea of maybe next year, if some of these guys maybe go to the NFL, maybe a Jaden Reed. It's like, Hey, I think I'm ready. Connor Hayward said today, this was probably his last home game coming up here because he's got a senior bowl invite and is going to try to test out the NFL waters. Um, So again, your depth is going to be tested for a game like this. If Naylor's not there, if Reed's not there, horse is still dealing with some stuff and got a lot more guys that are just playing hurt regardless. So I I don't know. Like I think this will come down to, they can get a few key plays. Like if Thorne is right, if Thorne is looking like the guy um, against Maryland, he had a really good, really good game against Maryland. Maryland's not the best defense, but I think you're going to need that type of Peyton Thorne to come out and not the Ohio state Peyton Thorne, which again, Ohio state can do that to a lot of teams. Um, I think K9 is going to need to be somewhat healthy and give them as much as he can. And I think the defense is probably going to need to be at least a little opportunistic and get a turnover to for MSU to kind of, battle that because I think at this point based on the health of MSU and Penn State has a really good defense it's probably gonna be a toss-up now I had a strategy last week for the Ohio State game that MSU's defense should just try to get away with as many like too many men on the field as possible like just try out 14 guys in the field they're, they're yeah. not gonna catch it every time can they so like maybe that's a strategy they implement I don't know. Can't imagine yeah yeah so maybe that's why I'm just a, yeah, yeah see, maybe that's why I'm just an idiot behind a microphone and not on a college coaching staff. But hey, you know what? I'm, I'm out of ideas already. So let, yeah, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Um, we actually got a listener email that I think is better suited for a, a smart gentleman like yourself. Um, and this is from Dylan Swan. And uh, nice email from him. Lockedonspartans at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out, by the way, anyone. So Dylan writes, after this tremendously overachieving year, what are the team's and Mel's expectations for next year? And I guess that's like a great way of saying, like, do you think there's gonna be much drop off after like this year? Sh- let's say nine and three. I'll just throw that record out one more time. Be negative, Nancy. One more time. But how much drop off do you think is going to happen next year? What are our expectations? That that's a good question because obviously I don't think Kenneth Walker's coming back. I don't. I hope that didn't spoil anything no. for MC no. fans listening. But right. <laughs> he's going to be one of the top running backs in this upcoming draft, and rightfully so. Running like that's a short shelf life um, as a position in the NFL. So I wouldn't imagine that he's back. Um, so I think, you know, he was obviously a big part of this team. And when you lose a guy like that, you have to wonder, okay, do we have that same margin of error? Because a lot of guys could just, a lot of, time, a lot of the times this season, they could just be like, all right, K-9, go win us this game. You know, five touchdowns against Michigan, right. you know, averaging like 140 per game until this week. So when you lose a guy like that, I think that kind of changes what you do offensively. Um, a lot of the, the stuff they did in the run game sets up play action and Peyton Thorne's been money on play action all season. So I do think they need a strong running game to kind of get that balance that we saw this year. Um, it seems like they're talking to Jalen Bird, Berger, uh, Berger from, I don't even know how to say his name, from uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> the, the transfer portal running back that uh, he's got some connections with the staff with Saeed Khalif and um, Jensen Gebhardt and some other guys that were at Wisconsin recruiting him now at Michigan state. Um and then you got to look around, like uh, Xavier Henderson was saying in like July, like, yeah, I plan on this being my last year. I want to go to the NFL. So if he's a mid-round pick, yeah. gets that kind of grade, he's probably gone too. Um, you know, you never know who's going to look around. Maybe some of these offensive linemen, like Jared Horse might be like, hey, I think I'm ready. Like I'm a senior technically by eligibility. So I might give a look around. Um, so I think a lot of it will depend on the pieces that they have coming back. And I think whether some of these young guys are ready, because when I look at this team, 
I think they got some dudes that are ready to step up for next year. Like Keon Coleman is a very, very yeah. exciting player, exciting young player. Same thing with Malik Carr. When Mel Tucker says we need guys that can win one-on-one matchups against teams like Ohio State, I think those are the guys he's talking about. Um, you know, the the freak athletes that you have. Like, you need more of those guys. They got a couple. I think they're looking to find those guys in recruiting. Um, it's going to take some time to kind of get them in the system. And, and you know, they got to kind of go through the process, right, like seasoned. And, you know, most of those guys tend to – we see them later in the year than the beginning. Like Keon and, and Malik are starting to, you know, break through right now. So – I think if you're looking for pieces, those are the young pieces that you're looking for. Um, probably you see a little bit more of them. I think they'll hit the transfer portal, maybe not as hard as last offseason, but they're still going to hit it hard. Um, and then you run it back and see what you can do. So I think that's kind of like probably the best case scenario for them. Yeah. And to switch up sports too, you are now the basketball beat writer as well for Michigan State at The Athletic. But also like a lot of us fans – we're not 100% fully immersed in the sport yet, at least not until football season wraps up. So just really quick before the battle for Atlantis begins, got a super just broad question for, uh, for you. Yeah. What are you looking for from this team in this three-game stretch here coming up that uh, you know you really haven't seen quite yet in this early season for them? Yeah, I mean, just the, the games I've covered so far, it seems like they're still waiting for that breakthrough from, from Tyson Walker. Obviously, he was yeah. um, kind of the, the big name that came over from – uh, Northeastern this offseason, and it's no secret that point guard play was kind of a mess last year. And Tom Izzo said all offseason, right, like we need a point guard that can get our guys, hit them, hit them in stride when they're ready to shoot, that can find guys, you know, drive from the, drive the lane, kick out, things like that, which they just didn't have last year. And I think the play has been better. Like A.J. Hogard has really taken a step up so far. He's been fun to watch. I think Tyson said a couple of weeks ago that, I think I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in this offense. It seems like he's being intentionally timid and um, kind of hesitating with the shot because at Northeastern, he could just dribble the ball up, right? you know, basically inside <laughs> half court and, and pull up wherever he wanted. He, he could yeah. do all this stuff. He's like, I mean, I, I, they asked me to take 20 shots a game there, like not so much here. So I'm still trying to find the right rhythm, find the right flow. So I think that'll come. Like you can kind of see it at times. Like he's, he's close. He's getting there. Um, so that maybe this could be the opportunity in the stage for him to kind of prove why Michigan State, you know, went after him so hard. Um, and also just the continued emergence of, of Marcus Bingham. Like that's, that's been so much fun to watch. I mean, he looks like a, he's very comfortable. Um, you can feel his presence on the court. He's affecting shots. He's blocking everything in sight. Um, you know, he's averaging double digits and points and, and rebounding pretty well so far. So I think, um, I know Izzo likes, likes to stay hard on him. I think he's, he obviously he's playing his best basketball of his career right now, but yeah. it's funny that Izzo still, getting on him because I think that means that it's, it's it's funny and it's also good because I think it's funny because it's like it Bingham's probably like dude I'm playing great right now why are you yelling at me but at the same time I think Izzo feels that he can be even better and he kind of wants to keep that going keep him motivated so um those two things I think are probably something I'll be watching even though I unfortunately will not be in the Bahamas yeah that's that's, that's a bar man and actually really quick what do you think would be a success for this team is it two and one any way they get it is it two and one if they lose in the title game is it just winning the title what do you think would spell success for the spartans as they get back on the plane to come back to sunny east lansing michigan after the bahamas yeah i'm sure they probably expect to win but you know two and one that's still a great showing um you know see just seeing continued improvement because Really, it'll be about how they finish in Big Ten play and conference play once that gets going. Yeah. Um, obviously, they want to win these preseason tournaments and things like that, or you know, early season tournaments and things like that. Um, but you come away with a couple wins, you show continued progress. Guys are still stepping up, and you're seeing that growth. 
Um, I think that's pretty much best case scenario here. Bang. Well, you know what best case scenario is in life? Anytime I get to talk to you, Colton. So thank you so much for your time, man. You're the best. Any big projects coming up for you at The Athletic or uh, anything you want to plug here before we set you on um, your merry way? We do have a, a pretty good uh, Black Friday deal going on right now. It'll be um, basically from now until next Monday. Um, we'll stretch on Cyber Monday a little bit. It's basically a dollar a month for 12 months. You click on any story, um, you scroll down a little bit, and the link will come up for you. And that's probably our best deal that we have every single year. So if you're listening and uh, you've been kind of on the fence about subscribing, now would be a good time to do it. And I'll double, that's an incredible price. I would pay uh, triple, quadruple that. That's absolutely bananas, man. So, <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah, jump on that one if you can. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Bang. Colton, you're the man. Thank you so much for your time. As always, much appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Massive thanks to our guy Colton Pouncey for once again joining us on the show. Uh, I know he's been a, uh, a guest here quite some time, and it's it's always a, a great time with Colton. I know you guys like it as well, because that's what the numbers say when I go to uh, downloads and listens. Uh, the, the people love themselves from Colton, and I'm no different than you people, so shout out to him. Uh, we will be back, and we will be talking more about the battle for Atlantis, but first just need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Pat myself on the back there. All right, guys. Bet online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. It's football, and nothing is better with football than some turkey and, of course, betting. Bet online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. That's all one word LOCKED ON. That's going to give you that 50% welcome bonus. That's right, guys. It's not just football. BetOnline also has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Guys, that's BetOnline.ag. We are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And also, you know what's stuffed with greatness? How about Built Bar? That's right, guys. Built Bar. We're talking about the best tasting protein bar ever. If you have not tried Built Bar, what on earth are you doing? You are, you're not living your best life. I'll tell you that much. You're, you're eating protein bars uh, that, that your body and taste buds probably equally hate. Your taste buds. Your body. You, in general, will not hate Built Bar because, guys, it is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you're actually tasting the flavor that's on the wrapper. That's right, this isn't your typical protein bar where you bite into it, pencil shavings go everywhere, and you just got to try to convince yourself that, oh yeah, you're eating graham cracker granola power crunch, whatever ridiculous flavors the other protein bars have. I don't know, because I don't got to worry about it, because I stick with Built Bar. That's right, guys. Low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein, and high in taste. Sticking with the best with Built Bar. And all their flavors, coconut. Raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry bar. See ya. They got so many flavors, guys. It's fantastic. So head to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. It's all one word, LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's get into this Bahamas Bonanza tournament or the Battle for Atlantis, whatever they are calling it. Uh, no, that is it is the Bad Boy Mowers Battle for Atlantis, baby. That's right. And Michigan State is cracking things open with uh, quite the opponent. That's right. Former friend of the Michigan State basketball staff and current first-year head coach Drew Valentine 
and his Lyola fighting sister jeans. That's right. Let's go, baby. Um, Lyola, pretty great start to the year so far. Uh, they're 4 0. All double digit wins. Uh, they murdered Coppin State. They beat Florida Gulf Coast by 12. They mollywhopped Chicago State. And then they absolutely steamrolled by UIC. So I guess they are 4 0. And also, no, they really haven't faced anyone too well. But at the same time, they have absolutely clobbered them like they were supposed to. One fun thing about this Loyola team early on in the season is that it is very clear that Drew Valentine wants to shift to a three-point heavy offense, kind of NBA-esque, if you will. And unfortunately for Michigan State, uh-oh, they actually shoot the three-point ball okay. Uh, they, they shoot it at a 45.2% clip from behind the arc so far in this young season. That is top five in the nation. They also shoot a lot, just like I said. Uh, they have 11.8 made threes per game. That is eighth best in the nation as well. So they shoot it often. They shoot it well behind the arc. And this is an experienced team, guys. Last year against Illinois in the NCAA tournament where they absolutely smacked around the Illini, they played eight guys. They return seven of those eight guys from last year's team. The only guy that's missing is, of course, uh, Cameron Crutwig, the guy that just looked like your typical guy that goes into any, oh, I don't know, rec center or gym and just absolutely houses everyone else with incredible fundamentals. And, yeah, so Cameron Crutwig is out of there. And with him out of there, there's not a ton of size on Loyola, to be honest. Uh, there are two guys that get enough playing time, to worth mention, that are over six foot eight. I'm talking about six foot ten Jacob Hudson and six foot eight Tom Welsh. Both those guys average less than thirteen minutes per game so far this year. So it's kind of like the last few games, really, for Michigan State. Whether it be against uh, Butler, whether it be against Western Michigan, where not a lot of physically imposing guys in the paint there for Marcus Bingham to go up against. So ding 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 ding. Yep, you know where I'm going to go with that one. Uh, this could be another big game for for Bingham. Uh, yeah, just because, well, quite simply, they don't really have a lot of length to match up with the fifth-year senior in Marcus Bingham, or seemingly 13th-year senior in Marcus Bingham. Uh, also, Loyola, not too incredible at rebounding the ball, but, okay, that happens when you don't have a lot of length on your team. Okay, so that was all fun, talking about how uh, short they are and yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's get back to what makes Loyola good, shall we? Uh, they got four guys on the wings that are shooting north of 40%, and their leading score, fun enough, actually comes off the bench, as it is transfer Ryan Schweiger. He averages 14.8 points per game. And behind that, the scoring and shooting is pretty balanced behind him. I mean, we're, we're looking at seven guys that could all you know score equally, if you will. And they are also very tenacious on defense. They do have the 33rd. Uh, ranked defensive efficiency in the nation as well. So, yeah, it's everything we saw last year. Actually, quite honest, the last few years with Viola, just a very tenacious defensive team. Mixed with, oh yeah, they also shoot the three-point ball a lot more and better. So, uh, beyond that, yes, there are six other teams duking it out in Atlantis besides the Spartans and the Ramblers. Uh, it is also Auburn and UConn. Michigan State will get either the winner or the loser of this game, depending on how they fare in their game against Loyola. So let's just break down Auburn a little bit. They are 3-0. They are led by likely lottery pick Jabari Smith, who is a five-star freshman, 6'10", shoots the three well, and is nearly averaging nine rebounds per game. 
But as a whole, uh, Auburn is not great shooters from behind the arc, as they are under 30% from behind the arc. Uh, however, uh, they are very good at holding on to the ball. And they are nasty with that interior defense of their averaging eight blocks per game. And uh, Auburn ranked in the top 25, just like UConn is ranked in the top 25 as well. So whoever the Spartans match up with on Thanksgiving Day, it'll be a great test. It'll be a great matchup. Now let's dive into UConn for a hot second. They are 4-0. Now they are a great shooting team. They are a good rebounding team, but specifically on their misses. Yes, they grabbed 44% of their misses on the season, and that's good for number three in the country so far in this young season. They also got a top five uh, offensive efficiency team, and they are number one in in defensive efficiency. They also average 11.8 turnovers per game. So yeah, UConn, smoking hot start to the season. With that said, uh, this will be the best talent they face all season, uh, whether it be against Auburn or whoever comes out of our Loyola versus MSU game. Now at the bottom of the bracket, I'll just go through these teams really quick because it's a one and four shot. We face either of these teams. Syracuse takes on VCU in the first round. Uh, that's not necessarily a banner game going on. Uh, Syracuse, they are two and one on the season. They just lost to Colgate 100 to 85. Yikes. Uh, but they got good guard play. Uh, Joseph Gerard and Buddy Bayheim combined for nearly 40 points per game. So, okay, that'd be a, a fun little game. Uh, should MSU face Syracuse, which is oh, just always a woo hoot and a half. Okay, anyway, uh, VCU, yikes, uh, not looking too good for the Rams so far this season. They are two and two. They've lost to Wagner. They have lost to Chattanooga. They barely beat St. Peter's. I believe that was a two-point game. And they also beat Vanderbilt in a 48-37 game. Say that again. They beat Vanderbilt in a 48-37 game. So, my goodness gracious, uh, VCU, uh, they win rock fights. They want to keep every game they play in under 60 points for, well, certainly their opponent, but... uh, so far the season, themselves as well, as uh, just getting to 60 points for them has been a chore so far this year. Now, a decent game to uh, wrap things up here is, oh yeah, that's right, reigning national champion Baylor is in the Bahamas Bonanza as well. They are 4-0. Uh, they beat three high school teams so far this season, and they also beat Stanford by like a 1,000 points. Um It's, yeah, very reminiscent of the Baylor team of last year. They have five guys averaging in the double figures, and they average 22.5 opponent turnovers per game. 22.5 opponent turnovers per game. That is third best in the nation, so not a ton of drop-off for Baylor there from last season. Just athletic freaks and just in your face for all 94 feet of the court. And last but not least, they will be playing Arizona State. Uh, and Arizona State is 2-2 two and two this year. And stop me if you've heard this before, but oh my goodness, uh, Coach Hurley has taken a talented team and is already underwhelming so far this season. Of course, the main storyline here, if the Spartans were to match up against Arizona State, might be, oh, hey, they're going up against Enoch Bouache. That's right, the, the long-time commit to Michigan State that flipped his pledge to the Sun Devils. Um... Then again, I don't know if it would be a storyline because Boache is only playing nine minutes per game so far this season, averaging three points and 4.5 rebounds per game. So uh, limited playing time for the five-star uh, decommit uh, so far this year. And uh, so, yeah, guys, that's uh, that's a whole Bahamas bonanza. We will be back Thursday to not just break down uh, Michigan State's game against Loyola, but also their upcoming game, whether it be against um, the Huskies or the Tigers. 
And then also, yes, we will be talking with Will Pegler of Onward State. That is a student publication over in Happy Valley to talk about this Saturday's game as well. And that will be the final episode of the week. So tomorrow's episode, Thursday, that's going to be it for the week. Uh, taking Thanksgiving off. Uh, so that's, yeah, how we're going to net out here for the rest of the week. And guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Spartans. That's right, your team every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. And if you're looking for a second listen of the day, uh, make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Love you all. Go Green.